When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With, an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville, Consequence of Sounds, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Where are you listening from? Uh, are, are you getting us on the podcast? Can you leave a rating or a review? iTunes, Podchase, or maybe you're checking this out on YouTube and uh, you can hit the subscribe button over there. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Ruben Nielsen of the band Unknown Mortal Orchestra. They got a brand new record out called Sex and Food. We were actually supposed to talk a, a couple weeks ago, but uh, on the day that the interview was slated for, uh, Ruben was attacked outside of a bar, beaten up uh, somewhat bad. He still played the show that night, and he tells us all about uh, that unfortunate evening. Of course, we also get into the record Sex and Food, all the locations around the world that this was uh, written and recorded in, especially Vietnam and Iceland. Uh, there's some talk about American Guilt, the song, but how he also sees the culture coming from New Zealand and living in the United States, and the trick of writing a song for your child and not making it cheesy. It's Kyle Meredith with Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Hi, how's it going? I'm well. How are you? Um, I'm well, yeah. We were set to talk, do this interview a couple of weeks ago, and I think you were in Portland, and, and and something bad happened that you'd written about on Twitter about being held up or something. Um, what what was the story there? Because that was really concerning. I only caught what you'd put out uh, online. Well, yeah, so I was just at a bar after the show, and I was sitting in the street just smoking a cigarette with some friends, and uh, some guys came up behind me and just jumped me and just kind of uh, hit me in the back of the head, and... I went, uh, I fell over, and then, yeah, it just kind of turned into chaos. Just, and, just out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the next day I kind of thought, like, oh, I was trying to put together, you know, whether I'd said something or whatever, which would have been pretty unlikely. Like, I'm a pretty um, happy drunk, and I'm a pretty nonviolent kind of person, so I kind of was putting the story together, and the best I can come up with is somebody just uh, rolled up from behind me and just attacked me, so... I didn't um, get better about it or anything like that. I just considered it one of those kind of weird, random things that happens. It's scary, yeah, though. Yeah, it is scary. I just, I was just thinking, like, I'm, you know, getting to the point now where I probably shouldn't be kind of um, wandering around in, uh, you know, dangerous neighborhoods and um, drinking out in the street and stuff like that. It's kind of a little bit past that point in my career when I, where I'm kind of able to do that kind of thing. So uh, it was kind of a pretty hard listen, but I, the, the kind of um, result of that was that, you know, I kind of got up the next day and I was, my face was all 
you know, black eye and busted lip and all this stuff. And I was just thinking, like, I guess uh, I should probably just try to do the shows. And so I just kind of um, kept playing, which was quite hard, but uh, I didn't know what else to do. It kind of would have been, would have felt like they really disrupted my life if I had to cancel a show or something like that. So I kind of felt like it was a, a way of kind of fighting back a bit. It's also pretty punk rock of you. You get on stage, and in some sense, you're uh, bruised and bleeding in some some direction. That's uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gives me, it gives me some 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 degree of like professional pride, you know. <laughs> kind of like I'm just, the show must go on, or the. Well, that sort of leads into you know the, this new record, Sex and Food, in an odd way, but. Um, you know, as you, you talk about one of the one of the pitches, one of the stories uh, of this record is that it just took place all around the world. Like this is recorded in it seems like all corners of of the earth, which is which is sort of awesome. You know, when you put yourself, well, when you're on tour, you kind of just pass through a place. But when you put yourself there to to you know create and make something, even for just a few days, you know, in a somewhat intimate environment with the, it, it maybe leads to adventures. Uh, this being one of the unfortunate ones that happened on tour. But did any other, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe better adventures come out of recording this? As you're because how many places were you in for this LP? I think it was five, uh, five or six. Um, well, it was Portland. I did, did all the mixing and everything at home in Portland, Oregon. And then uh, I recorded in Auckland, New Zealand, Reykjavik in Iceland, Seoul, Korea, uh, Hanoi, Vietnam, and Mexico City. And, and they're all sort of exotic in that, you know, I mean that in the way that people, you know, have these images of those places in their head just by what we romanticize about them, I guess. Did any of those live up to those romantic notions for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just kind of uh, had, you know, I was working in Portland and I'm pretty DIY about how I make my records and stuff. But after making a few records in, in my home studio, I just thought it might be, I might get bored just being in the same place all the time. So I just sort of took some of the my recording budget and put it into traveling and stuff like that. And I would just kind of come up with a random, almost a random place, you know, like, oh, somewhere that I would think maybe I should go to Vietnam maybe that would be inspiring and so I'd just go there and then um, I didn't really have any um, practical reason to go to those places it was just a, just somewhere I would that that seemed like it might be inspiring but yeah it was, it was um, uh, some of the places that surprised me and they were different from what I thought they were going to be like and some of the places were kind of um, surprisingly like they w- were in my imagination I guess like um, like Hanoi in Vietnam was was much more like Vietnam like than I thought it was going to be. I kind of thought maybe like it would be modernized and kind of different from the way that I've seen the way that I grew up, kind of watching it in TV shows and movies about Vietnam. But um, it was kind of um, a lot like uh, on the way to the studio, we'd see lots of um, we'd walk through like uh, lotus farms and uh, we'd see like uh, walk past fishermen kind of every day and stuff like that so it was very very cool I, I, that, that's that's great I, I do love hearing that because in the same way you kind of expect that every place is sort of become homogenized and you know gentrified and, and everything else across the world and to know that there are those you know that those places still exist in the way that you hope they exist locally yeah 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 it was, it was, it was I, I feel the same way yeah and you know, Iceland was, was really inspiring in that way too because it was um, I, I guess my main 
reference Bison was like Bjork's music. Right, right. <laughs> so I kind of uh, had this idea that was just kind of um, this place with a lot of kind of physical beauty and stuff like that. But it was, it was like some parts of Iceland, like a moonscape, and some parts of it reminded me a lot of where I'm from in New Zealand, but in a sort of uh, even more exaggerated kind of way. It was almost like a, just getting inspired by the landscape itself was was enough. Like I didn't, it wasn't like, uh, you know, in Hanoi, I, I feel like it was very much like, uh, partly the weather and the landscape, but also the people and the culture and the kind of energy there. But in uh, Iceland, there's a, there's a few people that it was kind of more about like kind of uh, just the things that, you know, things that I was seeing and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'll use that to, to kind of segue into one of the songs on here because, you know, as you travel the world, you're from New Zealand, you live in Portland, you have the song American Guilt. It's been talked about, written about somewhat a lot uh, because that's 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 low-hanging fruit with a title right there if you're a journalist, by the way. It, it's yeah. Gotta, yeah, it's got to give you a, a unique vantage to, to what's going because you, you have lived here for uh, quite a while now, but, you know, you're... You are you're still in imports, you know, in, in a strong sense, and and to see it all, how, what is the effect of that on you? Um, I don't know. I, I find it harder to um, to kind of figure out like who you know what my identity would be for us to choose something. You know what I mean? You know, because it's weird because like identity is such a huge part of the uh, culture right now, and um, I've always had trouble with taking sides and things like that. You know. I grew up mixed race and I grew up in New Zealand and kind of have three different passports and uh, kind of travel I travel for a living and have lived in a few different places and yeah I just kind of find myself um, it's a little bit hard for me to relate to some of the um, divides um, that I see in the culture uh, at the moment um, just as a natural thing I kind of um, I don't naturally take sides in a lot of these kind of um, conflicts and stuff political divides and things like that so i suppose a lot of my music is kind of inspired by that or is trying to convey that or something i guess does it come across as unnecessary is, is that one of the things you're trying to say uh, yeah i mean I, I did, it does seem all like a little bit like a, um yeah i mean i suppose it's unnecessary but it's 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 a tra- it's a tragic it's also tragic as well you know it's not just uh like I see it as being silly, it's, it's sort of a, a little bit heavier than that. But um, but it does seem like um, there's something missing from the conversation, some kind of humanity that's being kind of lost in the shuffle or something. I, I think just a lot of the conflicts I find really hard to relate to. Well, I'll take one of the lighter sides of the album then with, with Honeybee, which is one of my favorite singles of the year right now. Um, this is a... This is a song from a parent to a child? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I just, it was the first time I did anything with that song was I was putting my daughter to sleep and I was just kind of um, singing some things to her that would to kind of um, calm her down and uh, make her laugh a little bit and stuff like that. And I was kind of, after she fell asleep, I recorded a little bit and just kind of stopped thinking about it (laughs) and just, you know, just kind of put it on my computer somewhere and forgot about it and then later... I was um, thinking about it, and I kind of um, pulled it back out after a few years, and and uh, I suppose I just kind of felt ready to write that song. I thought I suppose I thought it could end up really cheesy, or that it might not be worth um, turning into something, you know, a song for the world. But I don't know. I just felt like in this time, and especially for this album, since it was, seemed to like to be a lot of uh, kind of conflict and strange um, 
um, emotions and stuff on the album, I thought it might, it might be nice to put something that uh, pure and simple on, on the record. That's the thing, because there is a long history of, of artists writing songs for uh, their, their children and babies or unborn babies, and a lot of them are sort of bad and cheesy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And this it's isn't one of them. Yeah. I, well, I, I, it was one of the things that I, one, one of the things that, because sometimes it's just like a songwriting challenge, you know? Sometimes I think, can I write a song um, about something this earnest and have it still um, kind of resonate in a way that's like worth listening to? So that was something I really, you know, it's kind of a challenge. And I've been writing songs for a while, so sometimes setting myself a, um, something that seems like um, hard is, is sometimes really fun. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of it, and this record, uh, I really do enjoy what you're doing out there. So um, I thank you for the music, and I thank you for the uh, for the call today. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks so much. All right, man. Take care. Okay. See you. All right, bye. Hey, thanks to Ruben Nielsen of Unknown Mortal Orchestra for giving me the call. The new record is called Sex and Food. You can subscribe to Consequence of Sound's YouTube channel to keep up with your favorite artists and interviews. If you're listening to uh, the podcast, please do head over to iTunes, Podchaser. Uh, leave us a rating or review. Really appreciate that. And then head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.